Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. We are coming up on our three-year anniversary, uh, and we are going to do a cosplay contest. Uh, the cosplay contest is going to be from anything we do, any show. It can be coin. It can be something in the Patreon. It can be one of the one-shots. It can be literally anything we have done. And the submission for this is by May 21st at 1159. That is a Friday. Uh, we will announce the winners on the 26th of May. And uh, we're actually going to pick three winners We've been kind of tossing around some ideas for for various prizes. So we will let you know soon. I know we talked about this the other day. Is there any, like, if you could pick, like, oh, this is what I want to see, what would it be? Oh, boy, I want to see somebody do something from end of days. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, like, deep cuts. That's super deep cut. That would impress the pants right off me. Because that's stuff we didn't even get to save off of the Twitch. Yeah. If somebody could do the, one of the monsters from the end of days, like the Shadow Pillar, it would oh. be amazing. <laughs> Nice. I want to see like either a Trog or Noel from Fate of Cthulhu. Ooh, nice. Jason Statham. <laughs> An assortment of Jason Statham's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, the deadline for that is Friday, May 21st uh, at 1159 p.m. And you can submit those uh, through our website or send them to us through email or post them on Twitter and tag us at The Current Show. Uh, we will announce the winners on May 26th. Uh, and this is all to celebrate our upcoming three-year anniversary. Woo! Yay! So I don't know how long this will last, the intro being us, like, opening things. Oh, no. But I, I got something in the mail the other day. It's a bag of chips. Oh. No! <gasps> oh, my God! Oh, fuck. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Yes. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> how about it? They are, are you in- fucking kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no- we haven't even said, but they are in her mouth already. Literally all of them. The entire pack did get some of the fiery... Sweet heat. Fruit gushers. Yeah. I'm super excited about that response. She fucking bit it open like she was pulling the pin on a grenade, and then she crammed the grenade in her mouth as a whole. And now she has moved away from the microphone. Yeah, now she she can't handle it. Like, she's laughing and trying to chew all of this, and it's too much. She's like, no one can hear my shame. (laughs) Oh, I like that. No shame. Who do I have to thank for this? Who's my new best friend? I found them. Oh, you... (laughs) Yeah. Where did you find them? Uh, eBay. Mm. Oh, man, I miss this. I'm not going to lie. I think I like the Skittles better. Oh, really? Uh. I like the amount of fruit that was packed with them. Like, I liked the amount of fruit with the Skittle. I think that was the one that we ate multiple of, yeah. Yeah, I dig it. I could do another bag of that. All right. Well, while we've got Megan uh, vocally held hostage, it's time to let the recap roll. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you jump through this energy field, and you get this deep, intense headache. Unlike anything any of you have felt before, 
Except for you, Tess, it kind of feels like that moment when you became the chosen, that this energy is flowing through you, filling you up, almost tearing you apart before it pieces you back together. And in this moment, the purple energy from Megan becomes thick and dense and swirls around her body. The submachine gun that Tass is holding in his hand has runes all over it, and it sparks with energy. And Jake's flaming sword, the fire, rushes down to the hilt into his hand and transfers to his other hand as his hand blazes with fire. And in the distance, you can see the peak of a giant snow-covered mountain. Is there any sign of civilization literally anywhere? Is there like smoke coming off the mountain or anything? Or are we just full on in the wilderness? As you look into the distance and then activate this arcane sight, you do notice that between the light that you see of the small fire and where you're all standing right now is a woman. She seems to be floating a few inches off of the snow. The bulk of this storm seems to be centered around her. The howl that you have heard in the wind is not the wind at all. It's her dull, slow shriek. Jake, as you stand here, knee-deep in snow, looking off into the distance, trying to find some sign of life, you do see a small fire winking about a mile and a half away, but between you and that fire, you've just spotted a woman, pale, floating inches off of the ground, and the howl of the storm is her shriek as the wind and the snow blows around her. What are you doing? What the fuck? Oh, it's cold. It's so cold. My shoes are canvas. This is cold. There's a spooky screaming lady right there. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, what? what is that? Why is she floating? Is she coming towards us? She's not. Yeah, she's floating. I think I want to try and <laughs> see if I can get inside her head. All right, roll telepathy and remind us what this move does. Uh, Telepathy. So it works a little different depending on whether or not the creature is open to this. I'm assuming she... I'm assuming this is against her will. Yeah, she doesn't even know you're there. Yeah. Uh, so I roll plus intelligence. Uh, on a 10 plus, in addition to hearing what it's thinking, you learn something interesting or useful about them or something they know about. The GM will tell you what. On a 7 to 9, you also choose one. And I can choose from the information is hazy. They also learn something about you. You are hit with a feedback spike. Take a negative one forward to use a psionic power. Oh, no. Starting off Dungeon World, right? Oh boy, that's a six. So this purple energy starts to flow around you and off of you and it cuts through the snow headed in her direction. And right before it impacts with her, she spins and puts her hand up and you see this energy almost condense and freeze and fall to the snow in a clump. And she does start flying in all of your directions, still wailing. What was that? Oh, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I was just trying to get inside her head and uh, I just, uh, it, it works different here. It's, it's, it's close to back home, but it's not quite the same. I think I messed up and now she knows. Oh, she knows. Yeah, same. Everything is just a little off, but I can feel it. And as I'm saying that, I want to do amufacture. I want to load up this gun. All right. Roll plus charisma. And yeah, I think it's safe to assume that because all of these things were added to you when you came through the magic you instinctively know how to do them the same way that Tass instinctively knew the things he could do as the chosen. Okay. That's an eight, so hold two. Okay. Uh, and similarly, can I do blade magic to gather magical energy into my bonded weapon? Roll it. That's also a six. I've got plus three intelligence. Same. No, I had a plus three as well. I rolled a, I rolled a three. Yep. What happens on a fail on your blade magic? 
Uh, I still hold one magic in addition to whatever the GM says. So, Jake, you are so used to using fire magic that as you start to try and draw this magic into your body, your whole body gets very hot and the snow around you starts to evaporate and you actually sink down like another foot. Like there must be a layer of permafrost underneath this snow. Uh, And so you will have a minus one ongoing to dexterity so you can figure out how to get out of this kind of deeper area. Okay. Megan. So she's flying at us. And I mean, does she look angry? Does she look angry that I try to get in her head? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I didn't know. I didn't know she was like, oh, cool people. Oh, friends. I, yeah, I've been. Friends. I've been a- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I reach out again telepathically, but I think I'm trying to get in and disrupt her thought process here. I want to I want to try and stun her. All right. Roll telepathy. Come on. 12. Uh, since it was a 10 plus, I managed to slip through their mental defenses and learn something without them realizing it. Okay. Uh, and then with Thought Spike, uh, since it's a 7 plus, I can choose to either deal damage or stun it for a few moments. Okay. Which are you trying to do? I would like to stun her. All right. So you send this telepathic energy at her using Thought Spike, and you see that she freezes in place when it hits her, and the wind and the snow seem to die down a little bit. And the thought that you are able to grab from her head is that she has a possession that she is guarding and that she wants to make sure no one gets to. Okay, I have one more thing, actually, that I get from this. Yeah. Memory thief, when you use telepathy to dig around through another creature's thoughts and memories, on a 12+, plus, you can steal it, causing the target to forget it. So I want to take this information of what she's guarding. So you were able to pull the memory out of her head of this item that she is guarding, and you know because you now have this memory that it is at the location where Jake saw that small firelight, but it is buried about four feet down in the frozen earth. It is a silver doorknob and it is very magical. Oh man. Oh, that was weird. Uh, Oh, okay. So I stunned her. Uh, she stunned for a second. I think I stole her memory, a memory. I stole a memory from her. Okay. Anything important? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a fire. There's a fire over there and there's a there's a magical silver doorknob that's buried in underneath the ground that she's guarding and she doesn't want anyone to get to, except not anymore because she doesn't remember it. Wow. Okay. So what do we do? Do we scramble or do we fight her? Is she still going to be mad if she doesn't remember that she's fervently guarding this thing? I guess we'll see once she snaps out of this. If she's just mad that we tried to mess with her, then maybe. Or maybe she'll just... Go home. I don't know. I don't know where she's from. So you're all waiting to see what happens when she becomes unstunned? I guess so. I'm going to kind of take up position in front of the other two, blade out, just in case she tries to attack us again. Yeah, after a couple seconds pass, you see that her eyes clear and the storm picks up again. And she's looking at Megan and she throws her hand out at Megan and you can see this chill energy rippling through the air towards her. I want to get in the way. I want to try to protect Megan from this magic. All right. Roll defend. Uh, Nine. All right. You get to hold one. I will have the attacks effect or damage. Okay. Have. 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 All right. So, Megan, you take three points of armor defeating damage as this cold magic slams into you. Actually. I will spend my one magic to reduce the damage a nearby ally takes by 1d6. Okay. That's one. (laughs) Hey, better than nothing. Thanks a lot. (laughs) You're welcome. And I have no magic left now. (laughs) Appreciate it. Oh, all right. And I'm gonna take a shot. All right. Roll volley. That's a 10. All right. On a 10, you have got a clear shot. 
What's your damage? I'm also going to spend an ammo to add a d6. Okay. That is nine damage, and that is with one piercing if she does have any armor. Okay. Megan? I think I reel back from the damage I just took, uh, and then I step forward and I try to push her away with my mind. All right. Roll mind thrust. Roll Chris Angel mind thrust. (laughs) (laughs) Seven. All right. What do you get on a mixed success? Uh, On a seven to nine, deal your damage and choose one. You're mentally drained. Take negative one forward. Use a psychic power. There wasn't a lot of juice. Roll twice and take the lower result. You draw unwelcome attention or put yourself in a spot. The GM will tell you how. I think I'll take the negative one forward. Okay. Roll your damage. One. <laughs> doing, doing great. What's the tags on that damage? Near and forceful. So you blast out with this mental hammer and she is staggered backwards a few feet, uh, but she is very close to being in the midst of all of you. Jake? I'm bearing down and channeling magic back into my sword. All right, roll it. Uh, 11, so I hold three magic. Okay, and I think as you are channeling this magic energy in the middle of this chaos, she lashes out at you with this cold energy. Eight points of damage, armor defeating. Tass. I'm gonna take another shot. Okay, roll volley. 13. Uh, So I'm going to spend my last ammo to add another die, and I'm adding the blazing tag to this. All right, roll your damage. Nine again. So with it blazing, uh, your options are that it is either on fire or it starts things on fire. I think it's on fire. Okay. You fire out this blast from your gun, and you see the fire streak through the air and hits her, and she recoils and slowly starts to sink down into the snow like she's phasing through it i think i want to try and reach out into her mind again all right roll telepathy 12 all right what's your effect okay so on a 10 plus uh in addition to hearing what it's thinking i learned something interesting or useful about them or something they know uh and then i will again choose to stun it for a few moments and I mean, I got a 12 plus, so let's go ahead and take another memory. So yeah, you reach out and you stun her again. Uh, Right now, her neck and head are basically above the snow. Everything else has vanished below. And the fact that you get from her, I I hate to not give you something good on such a high roll, but there is nothing else for her. She doesn't know anything else except the guarding of this magic item and hatred. Oh, I stunned her again. Uh... I don't know if we can just finish her off now. She doesn't know anything else. Like, like there's nothing else. Like, she's angry and hateful and just knows to guard this thing. I'm going to try and chop her head off. And when using blade magic, that is the moment that I can uh, give my bonded weapon a tag. So it is blazing. I use the fire sword. It is on fire also. So as you light this sword up and step forward and swing it down at her, her head comes clean off and rolls into the snow and then sinks down into it. You notice that the wind and the snow dies down pretty substantially, and now you can get a clearer vision of this large mountain up ahead and this small cluster of huts about a mile and a half away. I start using my sword to kind of melt some of the snow around me so that I can work my way back up out of the sunken in part, and I'm like, well, that seems like it went well. I guess you took a big hit. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm not good. But I'm okay. This is so weird. Where are we? I think we're in Fanarin. I mean, Death told me that I wouldn't be able to come back to Fanarin. So I don't think this is exactly that, but it sure does seem similar. Huh. Yeah, fair. Have I heard Have I heard this one before? It sounds familiar. Yes. 
the magic-y Dungeons and Dragons type place. Where the other Eston was. You said he was he was doing the making a chosen there or trying to, right? That, you said that was his goal? Uh, conspiring against Nash. Okay. That fire over there is where this, uh, it hits a doorknob, I guess. I, I don't know what we would need it for, but that thing, her whole purpose was to be here and guard it. So we should probably get it. Yeah, I, I think let's operate for the moment under simplest explanation. Hopefully, Eston set her here to guard this thing that you need to progress through this place. And if not, we'll figure it out. Yeah, let's go get it. Look at my cool overalls. Yeah, that's really neat. I this look is... like a beetle. You do. I kind of look like a cowboy. You do look like a cowboy, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, just make it work. It's fine. Let's go get it. All right, so the three of you set out towards this little encampment of huts. Uh, you get there, and there is a firelight glowing inside of one of them. Um, but Megan, you do know that it's in the middle of these four huts. A couple of feet down is where this item is buried. Uh, yeah, I guess I want to take a look. Does it seem like anybody's here? No, you look around. There is not anyone in any of these huts. Okay, seems seems clear. I don't think anyone's here, so it's uh, it's right about here. We just need to dig deep down. It's like four feet or so. Yeah, okay. Um, as we move in, I think I'm turning and just sort of scanning the landscape uh, as she makes her way to that spot. Okay, rule to certain realities. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, I got mine in. That's a four. But as I'm scoping with my gun, I do still get to ask what creatures are hidden. Uh, So you're looking down the scope of this gun, looking off in the distance, and you can see very far away on that mountain that there are very small figures moving around, but it's four or five miles away. Okay, we still have movement, guys. There's stuff on the mountain moving around for sure, but I think we're clear here. Okay, I will plunge my blade down into the ground to start melting through this frost and stuff to get to that doorknob yeah so after a couple of moments of this you are able to get deep enough to find this little wooden box with a silver doorknob inside of it can i i don't even know how can i glean anything about what it does like what what the magic is i can ask what here is magical but i know that part roll discern realities oh okay seven all right you get a hold one what here is not what it appears to be as you're holding up this silver doorknob and examining it You look at the base of it that would go into the door, then you look at the knob itself, and then you go back to the base, and you swear the last time you looked at the base, it was a triangle, now it's a square, and you tilt it away from you again and tilt it back, and it's a circle. It seems that it's kind of fluctuating, the base of it that would plug into the door. Hmm. The base of this keeps changing every time I look away from it. Check it out, and I'm just like rotating it back and forth in front of his face. Oh, okay. Weird. What does that mean? Uh, I think maybe that like it'll fit different spots. It's like a skeleton doorknob. Oh, like yeah. A skeleton key, but it's a doorknob. Yeah, kind of. Didn't we have a skeleton key? Yeah, we did. What happened to it? There's this tournament and yeah, we 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 don't have it anymore. <laughs> we we bet the house on the ponies, so to speak. I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe this just is the key to the next place that Eston is or the next thing we have to get through. So you said there's things up on the mountain? Yep. I mean, I don't see anything in any other direction, so I guess we should head that way. Just start marching towards that mountain where he saw figures. All right, so this is going to be quite a trek. So I think this is going to be Undertake a Perilous Journey. So as a reminder, Undertake a Perilous Journey, when you travel through hostile territory, choose one member of the party to act as trailblazer, one to scout ahead, 
and one to be the quartermaster. And then each of you will roll wisdom and your success levels will determine how the journey goes. I will trailblaze. I'll take care of food. Then I suppose I'll scout. All right, everybody roll Undertake a Perilous Journey. Except Tass, he doesn't have to. I do not. I am invoking hitting the old dusty trail. I got a seven. I got a five. All right, so you all start to trek towards this mountain and up it. Jake scouting ahead. You feel like you're getting pretty close to the point where Tass said to be on guard because there was movement. And as you're ranging ahead, you start to hear laughter, like little voices just tittering and snickering. And then out from the snow all around you come these tiny gnomes made of ice. And they start to lunge at you, trying to bite at you as laughter fills the air. You take three points of damage, not armor defeating, as three of these gnomes cling onto you and start chewing at your clothing and your exposed flesh. Actually, I currently have three armor, so... With, uh, with my regular armor and then the plus two on top of it from Aegis, so I take none of that. Nice. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to slash at one of them with the fire sword. All right, roll hack and slash. Eleven. Yeah, you are able to deal your damage uh, without it getting to attack back at you. Uh, roll your damage. Three and one of its piercing. Yeah, you hit this ice gnome with the sword and it shatters. And you notice that two or three of the other gnomes that are approaching that have not jumped on you yet, leap onto the pieces of that shattered gnome and start eating them. Megan and Tass, what are you up to? Cannibal the ice gnome. of a horror on everyone's face when that sentence came out of my mouth. Look, I'm just reading from the book. <laughs> He's like, look, I'm just reading from the notes that I wrote. <laughs> I think with that same look of horror on my face, I am uh, rolling my manufacture. All right, roll it. Nine. So that is two ammo. All right. And as you start summoning the energy to reload this, some more of these gnomes come burrowing out of the snow around you. And you take one point of damage, not armor defeating, as one of them latches onto your calf. Ah, get, hey, hey, cut that out. Megan. Yeah, I think I want to like lash out with some more of this psychic energy and try and push away from my friends. All right. Roll mind thrust. Oh, that's a 14. All right. Roll your damage. Three. And another one of these ice gnomes shatters into pieces and you see that some of the others leap onto it and start eating the pieces. Jake? I don't like this whole cannibal business, so I'm going to target one of the ones eating its friend specifically. Okay. Roll hack and slash. Ten. All right. Roll your damage. Uh, three again. All right. Another one shatters. As you strike out at this one, the three clinging to you, I think, keep biting you. So that is... Uh, again, three damage, not armor defeating. Oh, I got three armor. I'm good. All right. Tass, you have got a ice gnome hanging off of your calf, but your gun is reloaded. What are you up to? I don't think I can shoot this one very well that's on me, so I'm sort of half-ass kicking my leg, but I'm really, I'm, I'm aiming down my sights at one of the other cannibals and wanting to take it out. All right, roll volley, and I think you've got a minus one because of this hanger on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, be careful. You're going to get hop-ons. Oh, you're, you're going to get hop-ons. Four. So yeah, Tass, I think that this weapon is new to you. This whole experience is new, and you just double tap the trigger, and you fire, and you miss, but you do lose both of your held ammo. Oh, damn it. I'm just blasting a nice little design around the gnome in the yeah. snow. <laughs> the one that's eating the other one, you draw like the heart around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Megan. I think I'm going to try and get inside one of these guys' heads. Uh, 
preferably one of the ones that's not being eaten or doing the eating because I feel like I'd kind of have an idea of what they're thinking. But I want to I want to see if this is just where they live and what they do. They just kind of ambush folks or if they were put here for a reason, they have some sort of objective. I want to get some uh, information out of the little, little brains. All right. Roll telepathy. 13. All right. So you're going to be able to grab its thoughts as well as uh, something that it knows about. Uh, are you going to try to stun it or deal damage to it? Can I wait to find out what information I get? I don't think so. Okay. I think that like as you're sending this energy out, you've got to have intent behind it. I mean, I feel bad. Like I know they're little cannibal guys and they're like eating each other, but like I still imagine them as being real cute and like I don't <laughs> You're just the only one that doesn't have them clinging to you, okay? <laughs> That's why I think they're so cute. Um, yeah, fuck it. Deal in damage. All right, roll your damage. 5. All right, so you get a moment of hearing its thoughts, and really the bulk of what you hear is eat, 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 multiply, eat, 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 multiply. <laughs> it loves mathematics. <laughs> this one is obviously a professor. <laughs> a very hungry professor. <laughs> oh, been there. <laughs> uh, yeah, then I blow it up. Okay, and uh, are you trying to steal one of its memories? I'll, I'll let it hold on to it, I think. Actually, no, let me have it. You know, it's not going to need it. Yeah. So. Yeah, you get a memory of back at their burrow when it woke up in the middle of the night and it ate its neighbor. That's a good one. I'm going to hold on to that one. <laughs> uh, but it explodes into shards. Jake. Is there still one eating another one? Yes, there is one left eating the remains. It's And it's like running back and forth between the piles of ice gnome remains that you have all created. I just yelled, bad cannibal. Take it out. Roll hack and slash. 13. All right. Roll your damage. I know I don't need it, but I want to roll good damage. And I do. Nine. Yeah. You shatter the last one that is eating the remains of the others. Uh, there are three left. Two of them on you. One of them on Tass. Tass. Oh, I don't have time to reload here. I think I'm grabbing one of my throwing knives and hucking it at one of them that's clinging to Jake. All right. Roll volley. 13. All right, roll your damage. 10 damage. Yeah, you throw this throwing knife, uh, and one of the ones attached to Jake shatters. Megan? I think I'm just going to do the same thing, just kind of mind thrust at whatever one's closest to me. That would be the one on Tass. Yay. Eight. And what do you get on a mix success with that? Deal your damage and choose one. Uh, I'm going to go with the there wasn't a lot of juice. Roll twice and take the lower result. Okay. Three. I rolled a three and a six. Yeah, the one on Tass's leg shatters as the force emanates from you. Jake? Where's the one that's still holding on to me? Like mid-thigh. Inner thigh, front of thigh. Back of thigh. Oh, perfect. I'm going to thigh pie this thing. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to just drop to a knee so that I crush it in between my calf and my thigh. <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a defy danger. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be on like the side, like at the hip, like a hip pack. <laughs> uh, it's going to be with strength. You're going to power through. I'll take it. Ten. Yeah, roll your damage. Oh no, only a two. I don't get an extra one because I'm not using my sword. <laughs> <laughs> so you drop down on this cannibal gnome and you just force more of yourself into its mouth <laughs> because it does not die. Uh, and it, it chews on you a little bit uh, and does one damage not armor defeating <laughs> as it just gets a, a mouthful of uh, leather armor. Tass. 
Uh, I think I'm going to throw another throwing knife. He's dropped down like he is sitting on this gnome. You're going to have to really thread the needle on yeah, this throw. I think this is going to be a defy danger uh, with dexterity. Okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> that brought me right to a six. Can I aid? What do you got? Uh, it is attached to me, so I am able to reposition my leg in a way to open up a wider target for him to hit with that throwing knife. Yeah, roll eight or interfere. Seven. <laughs> so I expose myself to danger. <laughs> so Tess, that does bump you up to a seven. So you can make this throw uh, and hit it with Jake's help, but you're going to draw some unwanted attention. Uh, this last one is going to going to shriek out as it dies in a way that the others didn't since it's the last one. Or you're going to lose this throwing knife in the snow uh, and you won't be able to find it. Or the damage, uh, whatever it doesn't take, you're going to be such a crack shot that Jake will take it because the dagger is going to stick into him. I think I'll lose one of my daggers. I think that's okay in this moment. All right. Roll your damage. 12 damage. (laughs) Boy, now I'm glad you didn't do the other one. All right. So you send this throwing knife sailing and it cleaves through the final ice gnome uh, and all around you are the shattered remains of these tiny cannibals. So uh, I think that maybe was what I saw moving around up here or not. And oh, shit. Uh, Hopefully, I guess they weren't that hard to deal with. Did anybody get really hurt? No, they didn't touch me. No, not I mean, not bad. But like we could have got swarmed on that and that would have been a real bad situation. But well done, everybody. Well done. I wonder why they ate their fallen brethren. All I know is they just wanted to eat and multiply. Like, that was the only thing in their brains, only thing that they cared about. Uh, I don't even think they were sent here to do so. I got the memory that one of them woke up in the middle of the night and ate his neighbor. I think it's just something they do. Okay. Horrible little goblins. Okay, well, let's keep moving up, keep an eye out, and see if there's some entrance or a cave or something we're looking for. Out of curiosity, what sort of healing implements do you have on you now, Tass? I have some poultices. Um, I've got some bandages. I took a not insubstantial hit from the yelling lady and just seeing how close I got to you maybe hurting me with a knife. What? Made me afraid that I, another one could do me in pretty bad. So I wouldn't mind the poultices and herbs. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. I'll take the diss and then heal you. That's fine. I wasn't a diss. Like you did a good job. I just got afraid because it could have gone bad. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Guys. Hmm. Poultices and herbs and spices, please. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll use one of my two uses. All right, so Jake, you heal seven points, and uh, Tass, remove a use from your poultices. Um, I'm going to turn and look kind of back up the way we were going to see if anything sticks out as like an entrance or, I don't know, a, a cliffside that's higher up that looks like it flattens out. Just, you know, anything that looks like a destination. All right, roll discern realities. Okay. Nine. All right, you get to hold one. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? As you're scanning ahead, you do notice, again, further up this mountain, some very large footprints in the snow. It seems like there is something towards the peak that makes its home there that has footprints large enough that you can make them out through your scope at this range. Whoa, look at this. And uh, I'm going to kind of point up to what with the naked eye i'm sure just sort of divots there are footprints up there those are huge did he just like 
leave a trail of monsters as roadblocks? Well, probably. Man, what a dick. Yeah, I mean, if he's really doing this thing, that's the way to do it. I don't I don't really see much of anything else besides these. At least it has a kind of a trail or at least a mark if we get up high enough to spot those again. If it's going somewhere, same as the doorknob, it's probably protecting something. I guess we should probably follow it then because wherever it is, it's going to be guarding something that we'll need, most likely. So I guess, I mean, obviously we've lost a lot of time, but we should still try and take it slow or just, I guess, be aware. All right, let's go. All right, so you start climbing up this mountain again. Uh, is there anything that you want to do on this trek? I'm not going to have you do uh, undertake a perilous journey because I think you're a shorter distance to the top where you're headed. Um, I think as we go up this mountain and we get kind of closer following these footprints, I want to I want to examine them and just kind of look around at the surroundings and see if I can figure out like what size thing left this, what creatures are around here, where could they be? And I think maybe just kind of use my mental abilities to try and aid me with that. All right. Roll to certain realities. That's a six. Can I help her out? By like, um, you know, as I see her looking at the tracks and starting to focus, like maybe it's almost like I've cut her off a couple of times until we've gotten to some that look like they're much more fresh, that they're not filled in with wind blown snow and stuff like that. Yeah. Roll eight or interfere. Okay. Seven. All right. So, Megan, that does bump you up to a seven. Uh, but Tass, as you are trying to to point this out to her, you turn your ankle uh, and so you will have a minus one on your next dex activity. Okay. Uh, so Megan, that gets you to a hold one. Uh, okay. So before I spend that hold, uh, with my move surface thoughts, uh, when I do discern realities, I can ask the GM what thinking creatures are nearby, how many, and in which general direction. So let's start with that. So yeah, as you reach out with your mind, you do hear the surface thoughts of two different things. Uh, one on the right side of the peak of the mountain and one slightly lower on the left side. Uh, so I guess I'm going to spend that hold on what should I be on the lookout for when it comes to these two creatures? I think from the general surface thoughts that you pick up from both of these, you get a sense that the one to the right is hostile and the one to the left is not. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So there's two creatures I... <laughs> I don't know what they are, but they're on like opposite sides here of this peak. Uh, the one on the left is chill and the one on the right is like real mean. Okay. So uh, I think we go left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's go left and see if it's a person that knows where we are and knows what's going on. And we'll, yeah, we'll just go from there. I think we should still, I mean, try not to alert it to our presence, but it's not hostile. Okay. Awesome. I will follow the cowboy. <laughs> All right, so you start to head to the left, trying to get a sense for where these surface thoughts were coming from. I think, Tass, this will be you as you're kind of scouting around. Uh, roll discern realities to try to get a sense of where this person is. Okay, I definitely I'm keeping this gun out just in case. I don't know if this includes people or just animals or whatever else, so I'm still keeping an eye out for threats as well. All right. That's a 10. All right, you get a hold three. What should I be on the lookout for? You do notice a couple of traps deep in the snow. They seem like they would take a lot of weight to set off, but you think that if maybe you or Jake put your full weight on them, they might trigger. Oh, hey, everybody careful. There are traps set. I think they're for whatever the big mean thing is, but 
uh, Jake and I might set these off, so be careful, and I'll kind of point out where I can see them. Who's really in control here? You see some pretty hastily covered over footprints coming from the traps, uh, heading further back around the side of this part of the mountain, and you actually do see a little bit of a rock outcropping, and so you feel like whoever set these traps is inside of that little stone area. Okay, whoever it is is right up in here. Let's let's move. Let's move slow. Uh, and I guess for my third, what here is useful or valuable? Like I'm thinking about it and the idea of on my approach, is there anything that would strike me as the right way to approach, you know, with without causing us danger? Yeah, you get the feeling that these traps are so large and you've had the idea that they're set for whatever it is that's roaming the mountain and perhaps makes its home on the other side. And so you think just making yourself known may not be a bad idea. Yeah, I think I hold up my hand to them then for a moment as we get close. I'm just going to say hi. Whoever this is is hunting for the big thing. I don't, since you said they're chill, I, I think best approach is just a hi who's home, right? I mean, yeah, they're not hostile. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily make them a friend. Yeah. But uh, I agree if they're setting traps for whatever is hostile, having a kind of a calm approach might not be a bad way to start. All right. Uh, hello? Anybody here? In the silence of the mountain, you hear the wind blowing, and then you hear the sound of hinges creaking, and you see a dark brown hood peek from around the corner of that stone. Hello? Hi. Uh, sorry to bother. We mean no harm. We've made our way up here. We saw someone was here. We're just looking for some information. Oh, sure. Would you like to come in? It's very cold out. Sure. Yes, please. Be careful, there are traps out there. I'm not sure that you would set them off, but uh, let's not find out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'll make my way in. Same. Yeah. All right, so the three of you head towards these stones, and you turn the corner into the mouth of this cave, and there is a little wooden door that is open. Uh, You can see that this person has kind of built a fake wall onto this to block the snow and the wind from coming in, and they usher you in and close the door. They're about five feet tall, and uh, they pull back the brown hood as they usher you in, and they have a long gray beard, and there's a fire roaring in the middle of this cave, and you can smell meat cooking. It's quite a journey to cut all the way up here. Yeah, it is. Uh, Hi, I'm Tass. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Raylor. What are you doing up here? Studying. Oh, what are you studying? Oh, the various inhabitants of this mountain. There are all kinds of interesting things here to be found, and I'm just a big fan of learning. That's great. Actually, that could be really useful to us. Oh, really? Uh, Are you trying to get some information about the various things that dwell on Tarn? Well, uh, that's not exactly why we're here, but I think it's something that we're going to have to encounter. So, yeah, it sounds really interesting. Excellent. I'm always happy to give a symposium. Awesome. Uh, So what exactly are the big traps out there set for? Uh, They're for the Yitai. It lives on the other side of this mountaintop. It's very angry and uh, constantly hungers for meat. I'm sorry, the what? The Yitai. Could you spell that? No, we don't have the same language. This is magic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, we kind of got a sense that it was up. Walking around, we saw some big footprints. Yes, it's very big. Okay, so another random question here. Have you seen another person around any time lately? Like a kind of a tall, 
uh, creepy kind of dude with long hair, warbly voice. No, the only inhabitants I've seen here. Uh, maybe a month ago, there was a, a group of explorers down below. Uh, there was a, a set of little shacks that they set up that they were in. I went down and traded with them once, but uh, it's getting harder and harder to go down there. There's oh, This is very interesting. And he walks over to a corner desk and he pulls out this book. I found this. I don't know if you've noticed, but the wind out there in the snow is very strong. I think it's being controlled by the spirit or, or the the essence of someone who died here. And they're very upset. They seem to be lashing out at the mountain. I think her name was Mallory. I found her journal. She used to live here. Not here, but in this area. Oh, we did fight sort of a an ethereal kind of screaming wind woman. Really? Yeah. How did it go? We killed her, I think. Oh, phenomenal. I hope so. Yeah, she did not seem happy to see us. Yeah, that's fair. I've never seen her happy to see anyone in the few encounters that I've had with her. It seemed like she was maybe guarding something. Is that something common for for spirits that are left behind somewhere? Or is that something that maybe someone would make her do? No, it's very common for spirits to be attached to a physical item. Yeah, okay. Okay, that, that makes sense. We're from pretty far away. Yes, I can't quite place the dialect. Um, we call it Midwest. Oh, warmer or cold there? Yes. Ah, yes. Those are kind of my favorite places. This cold all the time. Now, there's a reason that there's not a whole lot of research done on it. Yeah, I bet. Could I interest you in some meat? What kind of meat is it? I think deer. You're uncertain? Yes, I, I found it frozen. I think the Yitai was either full or was not interested in this, and it left it behind, and, well, waste not, want not. I'm good. Thank you, though. Yeah, I I'm all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass as well, but thank you. Well, no problem. Uh, so what are some of the other creatures that we should maybe be on the lookout for while we're up here? Oh, ice gnomes. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't encounter them. Oh, oh we did. Yeah, yeah, we got them. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. They eat anything they can find, including each other. Yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? Yes. I'm not quite sure why they became that way. Became that way? Uh, did they used to not be that way? Well, I just mean, uh, I, I have seen gnomes in other areas of the world, uh, but these made of this weird kind of ice flesh and then devouring each other, it's very strange. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrifying. Agreed. What else do you got? Oh, well, let me see here. And he starts to flip through his book. I have not yet uh, had the opportunity to, to see it. It's really what brought me on my expedition here. The Yitai is just kind of a side project. Because the thing that I'm really trying to see is the giant snow serpent. Ooh. Yes, it lives somewhere down the other side of the mountain. There's a large chasm and uh, an ice bridge that leads from this mountain to the next. And it lays somewhere down below in that chasm. Oh, God, does it seem like that's where we're going to have to go? I mean, it sounds spooky. And from what I've gathered, that's kind of Eston's style. But if he hasn't been seen passing through this way, I, I guess we don't really know quite where to look yet. Yeah, I'm concerned because he had to have an entrance somewhere, and it seems like that's where we went. Knowing what he can do, he probably didn't have to pass through all of this. You know, he can probably just go straight there whenever he wants. Uh, Raylor, this might be kind of a weird question, but are there any doors in these mountains? 
Well, I've got one on the front of my uh, cabin here. Other than that one. Uh, I think there were doors on the four shanties that they had set up. Are you interested in doors? Kind of. Oh. I think I look at the guys. I wonder I wonder if this doorknob isn't to open a specific door or like it can open any door, but maybe it turns a door into the door we need. Uh, what kind of knobs does Raylor have on his doors? Can we, what's the hardware like? Can we switch it out real quick? <laughs> can I, yeah, can I do a quick hardware swap? Are you like asking him? Well, I yeah. want to look and see like if it seems feasible. And if so, I would ask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing that you noticed was that the business end of it was constantly shifting and flexing like, like it would fit in any door. Raylor, do you mind if I pop out your doorknob real quick and give something a shot? Uh, sh- sure. In the pursuit of knowledge. Oh, well then hell yes. All right. I'll do that. All right, so you pop off his doorknob and you place this magical silver one on. What are you doing? I'm opening the door. You open the door and instead of opening out to the snow, it opens into a large stone room. You can hear the sounds of music playing and people talking and the smell of beer and chicken come wafting through. And there are some heavy footsteps as someone approaches down a hallway just to your left that you can't quite see through this doorway, and a head peeks around, very high off the ground, like seven feet, green skin, a chef's hat, and a broad smile filled with large teeth. Welcome to the Inn that wanders. What can I get for you? The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz, with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey Dad, I've got a question for you and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home. How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.